Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about naughty ones. Ooh. Were you a naughty one as a lad? I am a naughty one right well, I now, know you're buddy. a naughty one now, but was this recently acquired? I or? was a good boy. I was an excellent boy. I wasn't. I didn't get become a naughty one until probably I'd say a couple my, weeks ago. I'd say my sophomore year. That's when the That's naughtiness, when the naughtiness start, kicked in. It started and to creep in. I got in. naughtier as it went on. Mm. Now, at naughty, I'm, I'm naughty by nature now. Just like the group, you know, remember that song, I, band, whoever it was? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, your knowledge of hip hop continues to astound. But what did they sing? Oh, you know, a little of this, a little you of that. You don't know, do you? I have no idea. Naughty your by nature. Hip hop sucks too. Naughty by nature, not really in the pantheon of great hip hop artists. Good name, though. Yeah. Kind of like Two Live Crew. Oh, there, but they are in the pantheon, they clearly. Are, yeah, well, they're in the pantheon of infamy. <laughs> um, Don't let them hear that. <laughs> they are frequent listeners of the show. Nothing left to lose. They'll come and bust us both. So, um, tell me about um, something. The first thing that you did when the naughtiness started to take hold that you really felt guilty about. You know, when you're—I don't know how you entered into your driving years. Mm-hmm. I, uh, much like a lot of people, used to borrow the car, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I had the curfew the whole nine yards. Well, I started hanging out with the bad crowd. Yeah. You know. Hose. No. Wilcox. Much worse. No, no. I didn't know Chad then. This is like, <clears throat> this is more of the. Were these those guys that played Illuminati? No, these are much more evil guys. Mm. And so they did love two live crew, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm skinny, not surprised. Skinny Puppy, Violent Films, all the evil bands, mm-hmm. you know, Danzig. And so. I remember I'd borrow the car, be home by curfew, good to go. Well, when it started, when I went, when I went south, when I stopped, just stopped coming home. <laughs> Take the car out all night, come home, get gets crushed. You know, mm. That's there was some evil there. So you'd be driving home as the sun was coming up. Yeah, house parties. Oh, you know, the parents are at somebody's parents are at mm-hmm. some chick's parents. Are I've seen all the '80s movies. I know how that goes. Yeah, they've got the. Uh, you ever been to one of these places? You heard the tale. I don't know, but you're a pretty straight lady. I've guy. never been to any of the places that you're about to describe. And and but you go to like I distinctly remember this chick was house setting for a guy. Now we knew the chick. I don't know who the guy was. Actually, it was over behind the hospital. Uh, Putnam, Putnam County, Village. Yeah, Putnam County or Putnam Hospital. Ca- yeah. And uh, Putnam General. So of course that means it's time to have a party. And she didn't invite anybody. Someone just knew, and just didn't, we all just went over. Mm-hmm. And so there was like you know. 10, 10 people in the house. And so the house, there was a bar in the house. Oh. Got to get in there and see what they got. Mm-hmm. Drank all the booze. And so after we drank all the booze, time to fill the bottles up with water. Mm, you know, that'll stick. Yeah. yeah. You had to leave a little bit to color it. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. This is a tale you've heard a million times. I've never heard you tell this story I can't before. tell any of the more, uh, the more R-rated things that okay. went on but, uh, at some of these other parties. But this was a general... I remember one time being at a, uh, my buddy's uh, used to have people at his house to hang out and drink. And his dad was this big, burly, like, pipe fitter or something. Mm. He'd go out of town all the time and leave the dude in charge of babysitting the brother 
who this guy was a horrible babysitter. But we'd all go over and get drunk and run around and do crazy stuff. And I distinctly remember one time the guy's pipe fit and dad come home right in the middle of the shindig. And we had to jump off this guy's balcony to get out the back door. Wow. That was no fun. And I remember my buddy, he'd been in the back room, with the, in the front room with his girlfriend, and they didn't get the clarion call to get out. And so mm. they were still in there. And so we all waited across the street, hidden behind another house, waiting for the uh, lights to come on. And they did. And I saw my buddy peek out the window <laughs> like this. And then... Take a mad leap out the front window. And his oh, my gosh. So, wow. So funny. Those are the glorious days of yeah. naughty. Now, what were your naughty tales? You know, I didn't... Your first levels of naughty. I didn't, I didn't get naughty, really, until... <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Just you saying that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You know... <sighs> I didn't really I didn't really participate in the naughtiness. There was naughtiness around me. But um <laughs> what you were just an onlooker to the naughtiness? I was an accessory you know, to like the a naughtiness. Field reporter for yeah. naughtiness. Um you know one time I went out to uh, a a party at my my friend Josh's house. And this was this was the 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 house party that I'd seen in my mind so many times in the 80s movies. And I immediately knew I wasn't supposed to be there because my parents were like, are his parents going to be there? And I was like, yeah. And then I got there and his parents weren't there. Yeah. And I felt so guilty. I just drove home. And then I still got in trouble because I told them the truth. I said, I think her parents weren't there. And so. That's, that was the naughty. That was as naughty as I got in high school. Didn't you go to a foreign country? I was hanging out with your brother. Surely you did some naughty stuff overseas. Um. Oh yeah, but I can't talk about that on the podcast. All right. You're this you're a, you're, all, you're off. You know, it's it went, went, but your high school years, you were fraught with with uh, niceness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, until my senior year, nobody I really hung around with drank. Nobody, uh, you know. But there were people that 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 played video games. That's yeah. pretty naughty. Yeah. No. Um, no. It's no. Not, no. Oh. When but, was the first time you ever drank anything? That was my first day of college. Yeah. I came to college. college I yeah. came to college, and I was like, "I'm going to continue on not drinking." Mm-hmm. And then I get there, and my roommate's there, and my roommate's like, "Let's go." And I was like, "All right." So I follow this guy. Yeah. And then we get we arrive to his his friend's place, who is like a junior or a senior, still still living in the dorms. That's a sign that this guy is something's going on. Yeah. And he looked like I still remember to this day. He looked like Carrot Top. Never good. And <laughs> is this before the huge muscles carrot? Yeah, top? yeah. This is this is geek, scrawny, geek scrawny carrot, carrot top. top yeah. Yep. And he's like, "All right, let's just start drinking." And I was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Just do it." And I was like, "All right." And then boom, it was it was it was all downhill from there. You know, I've got an idea here because we do a, a bunch of podcasts. If we ever decide to do some like uh, super blue light special podcast, like. At the red light comes on after dark. I guess we could probably fill up a hundred shows. Oh, yeah, but we'd be arrested. Yeah, hell. I was gonna say yeah, the, the 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 stain on our our personal character would Much be like indelible. Much like today's game, you could say it's naughty, but this, it's not really that naughty. Yeah, you yeah. know that's sort of the story is the same way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but the real naughty stories, if we ever, if we ever like review Sam, Samantha Fox strip poker or something, that's when the real naughty stories that's, come out. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Look forward to that. Never. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Let's talk a little bit about what's been going on over at EverythingAmiga.com oh, man. this week. It's the usual. It's the usual suspects at it again. Our boy, the Dreamcatcher. 
he has another little art of cow up here. Yeah, now, do you remember this thing, the page man? You know, it just sounds like you're kind of flick. It's right funny here. because I think that I was still pretty much in the uh, in the age range. I'm sure I was probably a little bit getting older when Pagemaster came out, but I remember this was sort of like Macaulay Culkin's swan song. Oh, this, is, this I've never seen her. Yeah, this this was his. I think this was his last film. Now I could be wrong about that, but I think after Home Alone, he did a couple things, and then he did this, and then he and then he just disappeared for a long time. Well, once again, DK has dug this thing up, and again, I'd never heard of this game. I'd never heard of this, and the movie's got an all like an all star cast. Yeah, Christopher right? Lloyd's in here, and <laughs> so and, and the that art, dragon guy the art looks good. Mm -hmm. I was like, where the heck did this come from? So I may have to sit down and watch this. Well, it's funny because uh, you know uh, your friend and mine, the angry video game nerd, uh, actually sat down with Macaulay Culkin on the couch and yeah. played Page Master because it's one of these all time horrible games. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. Well, that explains why the D it aroused DK's interest. Mm -hmm. So this is the usual uh, effort, including even delves into the Game Boy version. Ooh. So if, if the other ones were bad, I'm assuming that one's old double secret super bad. So, and I, I'm going to give DK a little shout out later, but just to, to approach this, he, uh, I, I read his uh, work in uh, in uh, conjunction with today's game. I always like doing research and seeing something from our site come up. And oh, yeah. Out. DK had covered uh, the naughty ones, I think about a year ago. So he was well, usually he's way ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> he's done yeah. it again. Yeah. But yeah, check that out. Um, and uh, Aaron, it's time. It's time. It's time for that lonesome whale. I like how you... <laughs> Seamlessly, smoothly careen into that. It's like the gamble train. Do you think yeah. it seamlessly, smoothly careens in anything? Yeah, that's that yeah, thing's coming like down those, the track like, like a bolt of lightning. Moderate no. slides in. This thing is like an old, beat down steam train. What? <laughs> what is why? <laughs> because it's bringing your latest Amiga news, and let me tell you, that that boat ain't paying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Amiga News. They can't, they can't rent the good engine. They can't. They can't. However, there's just a couple cars on the gamble train this week, Aaron. Short, short gamble train. Yeah, and in, for, in fact, the first one doesn't even have an accompanying graphic. Yes. This is something that was thrown up on the uh, on the uh, the Discord. Our, right. our, our boy. I thought you'd added a news section. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, and our boy Rushi posted this up here. Uh, it appears that the Cloanto uh, Hyperion suit has been delayed yet again because uh, something has happened, in which case the uh, the, the judge, I, from what my reading uh, made clear to me, is that the judge isn't exactly sure how to proceed because he's not sure which companies are against who, and some ruling would affect both sides or I, something like I that. I did so. read that particular item, and it's not that long. Uh, it looks like what they want to be... Pound, they, basically, it looks like there are two uh, separate lawsuits are being combined mm -hmm. and the judge is decided to have these companies basically it's almost like write homework to tell the judge what the hell's happening and why they should do or shouldn't do this right you know now uh, uh it's it's not there's not really much to it like i saw people had the big uh, one graphic i saw this web page it was these two fists they were on fire it's like cloanto <laughs> up here to, here we go and i was like to myself, this is more like Two baby hands, <laughs> in, like touching one pinky to yeah. each other. There's nothing going on right now. Yeah, so let's hope uh, they get this stupidity pounded out. But hopefully, so I'm not, I'm not optimistic. And uh, you know, I'll go ahead and talk about this now. Uh, just live today, my interview with uh, Mike Badalina 
from um, Cloanto, CEO of Cloanto. He's, he is literally the man mentioned on the documents right. with the judge. Yeah, yeah, I went live on the podcast today. So if you haven't heard that yet, check that out. We get into his early computing history with the Amiga. Very fascinating stuff when we round out the interview talking about the lawsuit. So you so. did touch on it then. Oh, you I, asked the hard questions? I ask all the hard questions. Outstanding, because I, I haven't got to hear that yet, so I'm dying to hear what he says. Oh yeah, because you let now like, because it's funny, because last year when you interviewed him, it didn't take. Right, uh, I didn't uh, turn on. This time I had double, double trouble. I had the computer recording, or the and I had the uh, the Zoom mic. Very good, so. but uh, this things have uh, <coughs> there's been a lot of water on the bridge since last year, so mm-hmm. this year it it seems to be a little clearer. To yeah, me, yeah, you know, yes. So. And finally, Aaron, there is one new Amiga release this week. This is Rotator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a game that was released in its big box format a little bit earlier on Ooh. in the year, uh, this year. Uh, but now it is it has had its full release. I don't even remember hearing about this. Did we talk about this before? This is a. Uh, uh, I think we cool. probably did. Yeah. This is a. Uh, it's a puzzle platformer. Let's okay. See if we can get a little little. Uh, Ooh, see, yeah. those, see that graph right I mean, there? You yeah. know what they're looking for. Oh, uh, this, wow. is, this is a game. This is AGA, isn't it? O-C-S-E-C-S. Oh. Oh. Eat it! Listen, I set, oh. you, I set you up. I saw the No, box. no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, so um, anyway, this is... The world. <laughs> no, I've got the limiter on here. I can't... <laughs> if I can't, only I could put that on in real life. You deafen me. Um... But anyway, wow, this is awesome. yeah. It, it really looks impressive, and this is one of these momentum games where uh, you sort of have to build up speed and endurance to be able to to go between the levels. Uh, and this is a, an Amiga exclusive release, as this trailer says. So this is not one of these things where he's hedging his bets and he's putting it out on Steam too. It's yeah. only Amiga. You can download the digital version on um, uh, on this site, which I think is what is this. Psychotronic.itch.io. Psychotronic. Yeah, Cascasse. Uh And so, uh, very cheap. Seven it's bucks. Six, yeah, seven bucks. How much is the big box? Can you Ooh. still get that? Uh, the big box. If you want the big money. I believe that it is. Oh, you got to click here to order. You can't. They're not going to give you the. They're going to give you the money right there. You got to know. Let me uh, see here. Let's see here. Looks like uh, thirteen forty nine. I want the oh collector's no the, the collector's edition, edition thirty five ninety thirty five euros. Mm-hmm. We're looking pretty good against the euro right now, aren't we? So oh that, yeah, yeah, that's like that's thirty seven bucks. Yeah, so. so that's not bad. Yeah. There it is. Go buy this. This looks cool. Now see, this is what you were you were uh, uh, pitching a fit, and we're working the OCS action. There, there you go. That's now, right. There you go. Well, they this guy obviously heard me and responded accordingly. Despite the fact the game's been ready early in the year. No, no. <laughs> he retro heard you. That looks good though. I'm I look I'm impressed. I like games where you bounce. Of course, we're horrible at every game that involves bouncing around like a ball. It reminded me a lot of Wizball. I knew you were gonna say that. It didn't look like that and, to me at uh, all. It looked like it, How were, did that not look like Wizball? Wizball's the exact same game. No, it's not. Wizball's much wacky. Wizball's got a little guy on it, well, like smiling. This guy this more looked like they took Wizball and like combined it with like, I don't know, killing game show or something. It had that cool water thing going. It was Psygnosis looking. Yeah, it was Psygnosis I'm looking. Hopefully that. it won't translate to Psygnosis controls. Listen, what? what? Psygnosis is awesome. They've got great control. Yeah, they're the I'm best. not going to go with you on this crap. So, this one I'd heard of, but it just seemed... I never tried it. Like, I'd seen it, but I was just like, meh. You know, so this is the first time I've sat down and played it. So you got... Uh, this thing came out in 1994. 94. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this had a disc. Uh, this this actually had three releases. It had a uh, uh, the OCS ECS version, the uh, 
AGA version and the CD32 version. We'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this was uh, developed by an outfit called Melon Design. All right, now, the only game they ever did, aside from this as an outfit, was Jimmy's, <laughs> Jimmy's Fantastic Journey. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, these guys uh, basically made their name by being... Uh, uh, you know, uh, trainer. They make the intro scenes. They were know, cr crack, a cracker crack. group. Well, they didn't really do the cracking. They did this. They did the cool stuff that comes with the crack. Sure. You know. Yeah, but I mean, they were part of. Uh, right. They were affiliated they actually, with They actually groups. would do it. They would work for many different cracking groups, which we'll get into that. That's kind of funny too later. Now the the, uh, the uh, producer, of this guy uh, was this guy named Henrik Thomas. Henrik actually produced some other games, including. Uh, it's funny. I mentioned this because it was on my mind. Cover Girl Strip Poker. Hmm. He also produced Prime Mover. Remember that? And then uh, Ultimate Pinball Quest. Did Is we... that the game that we played on the Saturn that one time? No. Okay. <laughs> I like the one where you, the basketball that, player. Yeah, that, that no. was the one on the Saturn. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, most of the guys that worked on this stuff only worked on either Jimmy's Fantastic Journey or Ultimate Pinball Quest or nothing. Okay. So this was sort of like their maiden voyage, I guess, or uh, just one of a couple. Uh, what you've got here is a uh, one or two player simultaneous, mm -hmm. uh, basically a flip screen platform puzzler. How's that sound? Yeah, we're that's gonna very go good. That. Very good. Um, so you are treated with an intro for a for a group of people that did intros. This intro sucked. <laughs> It, I mean, it, it was it, low it, end. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. There was no animation. I mean, there was an intro, which I mean, you got to give it now, some I credit. I should ask for that. which version did you play? I, played, I did not play the C32 version. I played the ECS OCS version, and then I looked up the AGA version on YouTube just to, just to check out the difference. Okay, so so the, the, so neither one of us tried the C32 version. No, is what I'm saying I would assume that it would be very similar to the AGA version. I was just wondering if it had some kind of crazy intro that we didn't. Maybe see. so. Maybe so. Maybe it had some red book audio. So. The game starts out with the story of these two guys, and the two guys uh, are brothers who are just—they're just—it's just still photos, and it, it, the artwork is written. Now I've been told this is reminiscent of what these guys did. This sort of uh, uh, no frills cartoon style. Sure. Anyway, guys get yanked in another dimension or whatever, mm -hmm. and sure. now they're trying to get out. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's just as bare bones as it gets. It also mentions that they're naughty. But it, it never goes into the exploits of their well, naughtiness. They, well, one of the things they mention is they can't wait to see who they're going to like go bully or pick right, on. Right, right. So, so you're automatically ma makes me wonder why we're rooting for these yeah, guys to be. I was begin just with. thinking the same thing. It's yeah. like a it's like two jerks, mm -hmm. and you're one of the jerks. I'm hoping I'm assuming that this adventure might reform the naughty ones. But I guess this is one of those uh, cool guy. T caveman or style. That's right. Like, cool. I'm a bully, but I, that's cool. Yeah, because I've got lots of tood. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Especially in a game like this, because you can, I could see Bub and Bob in a game like this, something like that. Right. It's well, like, it's clear that they knew about Bub and Bob and they wanted to go the other well, way. They, they put jerk and ass in this one. I, instantly, I didn't like it. <laughs> they should have named the characters that. That's what would have been great. So the, the, this, the backstory, scant. Oh, let's go, go with that. Mm -hmm. So what do you do in this game? Well, as we mentioned, this is sort of a uh, flip screen puzzle puzzle platformer. Now, uh, it's got all the things you love, boat. It's got up for jump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure the CD32 has patched in. Wrong. Oh. 
<laughs> it also has up for jump. Nice. In fact, I printed out what the CD32 buttons do just because mm -hmm. I, I knew this would come up. So I actually printed the manual out. The buttons do things like uh, control the sound effects of music. Okay. Pause the game. <laughs> But and quit the game. But one thing they don't do is up is jump. You have to jump up wow. or jump. So I'm guessing this is the uh, El Chizo graphical combo. Now the uh, difference in the versions, as far as I can tell, were just the colors. 64, 32 colors mm -hmm. differences. That's the best yeah. one. And I looked at them. The colors do look more rich on the AGA version. They do. Yeah. They absolutely look better. So, you pick one or two guys. Again, it's simultaneous play. Now, I didn't get to play this with anybody. No, I didn't But either. this would probably be more fun with two players. Yeah. And you can see how it would work. Because really, it, the game can... Basically, you've got uh, your guy. He, he has two moves, basically. He can jump. Oh, he the three. He can jump. Mm -hmm. He can duck. Mm -hmm. And when I say duck, it's the most minimal duck you've ever seen. He just kind of goes, eh. Mm -hmm. And then he can also shoot his Mr. Do-like ball or whatever special item you might acquire. Laser or lightning bolts. Lightning bolts and some of There's a couple. Actually, I got those written down. There's several. I didn't see them all. So your goal is to exit these rooms. It's that simple. And acquire coins while you're there or power-ups or, or whatever. And and if, and you may also destroy yeah. whatever's in your it's way. A, it's a score-based score, score based game. Now, is there anything that reminds you of out of the game? I mean, it seems like it reminds me of stuff, but I don't, I can't sit here and place a game. But, I mean, this is one of those games that seems like we've played a few times on this show. Well, this is, this is an amalgamation of, of many things. Um, here's the way I think about this. Okay, go ahead, man. Okay. Take the floor, boat. So... Are you familiar with the Beatles? Uh, yeah, I heard oh, of them. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it, after Sgt. Pepper, they kind of entered sort of a, a rough period uh, commercially. Uh, they, they did a Magical Mystery Tour, which was a, a total flop. Was this their Maharishi phase? Yeah, this was the Maharishi yeah. phase. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they did um, the White Album, which was, you know, a critical success. But it's, again, it's a little bit weird. There's a, a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of sort of filler on there. Uh, and then they did uh, Get Back, which is a total unmitigated disaster, which was later released as, as Let It Be. And after they did Get Back, they're like, well, you know, we, we really just want to do one right. We want to get back to what we're good at and just do it right. We're going to get George Martin right, George Martin back and to produce it. We're going to write an old school Beatles album. And that's what Abbey Road was. Uh -huh. Okay. This is the same thing in Amiga form. <laughs> That was you a know, long way to get there. We're, we're reaching uh, 94. You know, the sun is setting on the Amiga yeah. as a viable commercial platform. In this country, the sun set, rose again, <laughs> and then sat again. Right. And, uh, you know, there had been all these attempts to sort of mimic the uh, the console experience on the on these platformer games. You know, there there had been Guiana was uh, you know Mario and uh, Kid Chaos was your Sonic ripoff, and then there was that Abomination Frog game that tried to do both of them at the same time. So they're like, you know, what is really going to be the most remembered platformer style games on the Amiga? It's going to be the ones we do right. It's going to be the ones that are that 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 are. Whenever you see the lists of best of titles, it's going to be these. It's going to be games like Rainbow Islands, like Bubble Bobble, basically like Taito games from 1984. Lionheart in Lionheart, and so they're like, what can we do to make a modern version of this game? You know, with really good graphics, with really good sound, with really good music. Um, and, uh, and, and we're going to make basically a game for the ages. This is the Amiga's Abbey Road. 
And that's what you're saying this is? Yeah. Wow. See, I have an entirely different co- conversation in my mind that they had. They were like, man, we're not making any money on the on the on this scene here. <laughs> Crack scene. They don't pay too good. What can we do with our t- our accumulated talents? Let's just make sort of a generic puzzle platformer with some dumb mascots that and then let's 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 ship that sucker. You know, it, it's vanilla. And they're like, bam, we're gonna do it. And lo, it came to pass. Really? And this game was there. I mean this game See, was- I think that if they if they were taking that tack, they could have made a much worse game. No, but this. this game's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying it seems like a game you've played but it's like when you play Weltris. Weltris is a pretty good game. It's not bad, but it's not Tetris. You feel like you played it already. And that's the way I felt when I played this game. You know, I mean, is it crap? No, no, absolutely not. But it just seems like something I've already played. You know, yeah, you run around, you shoot stuff, you jump up on platforms. Well, you've just described every video you game ride, ever. No, I mean, but you, you're telling, now listen, are you saying there's no credence or any, there's no uh, authenticity to what I just said? You this, run around, you shoot stuff, you no, jump. No, yeah, you, that's you know, great. You know what I mean. No, you I don't. You know what I mean. This is a, this is just seems like another game, another puzzle platformer game. It just seems like I don't see I don't see it uh, as it being any great shakes. Now, as a as a game that stands on its own legs, it's perfectly fine. It's a perfectly competent game. I mean, aside from the idiotic backstory, I think some of the tunes are fairly catchy, which I've got a little bit to say about that. The colors and stuff like you said, they pop pretty nicely. Uh, it's a smooth game. It's obviously the people that didn't know what they were doing. Uh, but I mean, you're acting like this is at the top upper echelon of all uh, Amiga pu- platforms. This is on the upper echelon of all Amiga platformers. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. Man. Well, you, if you if you don't agree, you're a fool. Okay. I mean, this this wow. this don't game. Back, this game is fantastic. Now, is it perfect? No. Is it really even that great? No. But you got to remember. Only Amiga has so many awful platforming games. This game rises. This game rises to the top of that list. I had so much fun playing this game relative to so many of the other games that I've played in the Amiga ranking of platformers challenge. Because here's the deal. Okay. Right off the bat, background music. Okay, right off the bat, great background music. I was moving and grooving the whole time I played this game. It's a mixed bag. It's not a mixed bag. It's present. It it's is. Not. Pre- that's true. <laughs> okay. That's true. We can agree on that. There is background music. Okay. Thing number two, variety of backgrounds. And remember, this is e- this is ECS OCS. Variety of backgrounds, well populated with uh, you know interesting looking things. Okay. A variety of enemies that are extremely well animated. This is not your agony. Let's just float some crap on the screen by. You've never played agony. Listen, man, go back and look. Never played. Go back and look at those monsters. They're horrible. Okay. This game has it all. Okay. Now I'll tell you what this game doesn't have. This game does not have a good sense of uh, adequate length of level. These levels go on for much, much, much too long. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Another thing is the game's play mechanics are somewhat suspect. Uh, I think that the the whole conceit of you know you're trying to you basically move from one end of the stage to the other, collect something to open something else up, all that's very good. But just like um, with uh, Super Frog, where you have a useless projectile, this game is sort of the opposite, where you have a useless duck. 
your duck is not given at the correct height to actually do anything real. And so that, that's a problem. Um, however, and then the third problem I have with this game is that there are no bosses. When you beat a level, it's just like you get to the last stage or the last stage, and then you get a text screen saying, now they're going into the magical fun zone. And then you start it and you do that. No ending to this game, by the way. It's just a text screen that's like, I and they made that. it out. They were still naughty. Ha ha. Now, wait a minute. This thing had, uh, uh, sure, I, I think we had in boss. No, it doesn't, man. I never got far enough to see. That's why. I, well, I didn't get past the first There's level this place called YouTube where you can watch the well, whole game. I don't game. like to spoil it for myself. I don't have mm. to. I did read that the ending was suspect. I think one of the reasons you like this, and someone brought it up in the chat, it, it, in some ways, there, there is a bit of an Adams family thing going on here. There, parts of this thing looks like the graphics are kind of similar. I think that, that, may, that may be tickling my heartstrings yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm blinding you to the truth. Yeah. Which is, is this, I mean, like I said, this is a well done, if pedestrian, puzzle platformer now again it has it has some things going for it um the uh the fact of the matter is the levels are pretty clever i agree there's 50 levels so you've got a lot of levels you've got uh the mad mechanics level you've got crazy clocks furious fire uh foreign affairs did you by the way that one i know has an end boss because there's a bear throwing tetris pieces at you i definitely remember seeing that okay maybe there are some end bosses and evil egypt which also has an end boss it's a giant mump like a giant like a nevertheless uh so uh as you move through this the levels do have different backgrounds the, the different the tunes change i read i found an interview with a fellow uh and he the, talk, the fellows that did the music on this uh were uh, alan uh kirkaby and martin de agger okay uh and i read uh, they had been quoted on on eab that the music was just made in mass Right. Like a bunch of tunes. Yeah. And then someone sat down and said, okay, which, and this is one of those things you look at a background, and uh, um, th this probably happens a lot. You know, you never know what, how they're going to do the music. You know, I think very few video game soundtracks were made by somebody sitting down and playing the game and then waiting for creative inspiration. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times you have somebody that's like, hey, write some music, and then we'll pick three or four tracks and we'll put it in there. Right. Now, I will say that. One game that I think might have gone the other way around, which is the way we like to think all video game music was, is Lionheart. I really think Lionheart's themes are so evocative of what's going on in the game. To, now you're trying time. to make me happy. No. It's too late now. Bro. No, I'm not afraid to give Lionheart credit where it's due. Um, so, <laughs> this game, when it was released, uh, did not even chart. What do you think about that? And that's strange. 90, I mean, I, now, I, now, despite the fact that I, I, it's not necessarily something I think is awesome, you'd think in 94 a game of this quality would do fairly well. well. You know, so I wonder I if just, distribution was Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if this was a game that you could only buy out of the back of Amiga Power or something like that. I don't know if this was ever on store shelves. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it, who knows? And that's something we could never kind of glean over here. So, now, we talked about the different, we talked about the Super Ball you get, and, and it's, Sort of Mr. Do like, but it's, except it's you know it's not quite. It's just, it bounces around at first. You could also get other balls. Now I had the laser. I had the one that looks like a lightning bolt. You know the uh, uh, the one that you, when you pick because there are power ups you could pick up that change your ball into other stuff. Did you get anything aside from the lightning bolt? No, I'm yeah. sure there's stuff later in the game, but yeah. I didn't see it. There are also like occasionally you'll come across like a question mark. There's all kinds of pickups in this, which I was again I was surprised 
you didn't call it out for that because you didn't like that on well, Super Frog. Well, you know, it, it is funny, and, and it sort of is a double standard where in Super Frog, because you're collecting, like, there, there might be, like, a field of, like, 80 billion apples, and you've got to pick them all up. The way that this game does have a lot of useless collectibles, that's, that's uh, I, you know, you're right. But, all, but this it is... It doesn't seem as uh, abused. It, and, and what I like about it is that they always mix it up. You never see, like, two of the same kind together. Actually, that's a lie. We're just looking at three ice cream cones right <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I really have no... That, that, that's, uh, I, it's, not, yeah. it's not as... I mean, I, I think it's a, more acceptable on a, on a single screen game... <laughs> Because you're not, they're not just coming across the zillions of these And I think, too, the around. fact that, you know, I, this game is so reminiscent of Bubble Bobble, I just expect to see stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that's wacky in this is there's an arrow that appears all the way from the beginning at every level, and it sort of tells you, okay, kill this. Mm-hmm. And I, at least as far as I got into the game, and I can tell you the exact point where I had trouble. Uh, I think it was like the fourth or fifth level when they introduced the conveyor belt. Man, that level was really ramps up the difficulty to the nines. It's really tough. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, I turned on the uh, in, the infinite life cheat. And so I could just keep on going forever and ever. And it is good in this game that whenever you die, you just you, you spawn right where right in the same screen where you left off. Um, but, you know, after a while, I just really wanted to see the rest of the stages. And I, I did prefer to play this. And maybe this is another earmark of, of, of why maybe this isn't such a great game after all. But... I kind of felt like I'd seen a lot of what the game was going to throw at me, you know, in, in, in just harder and harder forms. And I, this was a game that I wanted to, I actually, I felt like when I was watching it, I got more fun out of it than when I was playing it because I didn't have to think about all of the sort of like, I have a problem with puzzle platformers because these are games where people are creating things just to trip you up. And it's like it becomes like a mind game much more than a, than a reaction skills based game. The, the funny thing about a puzzle platformer is that it's two elements that are are I don't think mix that well because it's pl- puzzles, mm-hmm. so you know what you've got to do. You first of all you have to figure out what to do. Right. Then you've got to have the dexterity to pull it off. Yeah. So it's like two uh, real annoying things mixed together. So I, I'm not gonna lie to you. The puzzle platforming genre, not my favorite. Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't call. Would you call Rainbow Islands a puzzle platformer? It, I, not like this. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think this this game leans much more heavily on the puzzle side I of think, things. I think Rainbow Islands is somewhere like this is right in the middle of like Lost Vikings and Rainbow Islands. Like mm-hmm. Lost Vikings is hardcore with very little pe- like a platform right. elements and right. some dexterity. Where Rainbow Islands is pretty much all dexterity with the the elements of, of puzzles, not that big a deal. Yeah, I agree with this that. This is somewhere it's somewhere in the in the middle of that. You know, one of the things you could tell that these guys were demo artists and stuff because uh, or or, or uh, intro screen guys because of the way stuff moves. The animation's smooth. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of little stuff moving, which is a mixed bag. It looks good. It moves smooth, like like little balls. Or we're looking right now, little stars. But they're really tough to hit. And yeah. I, I had a heck of a time shooting stuff with that ball. Yeah. The ball, it kind of limps out of your hand. It I agree. It, it's, it makes it real tough. There's also, like, there's tons of little stuff I that really, tough to hit. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about how I would improve the ball. 
and I, I don't really have a good... The lightning bolt is much better. Yeah, I don't really have a good way. I, I do like the sound effect that's associated. It's a very good sound effect. It sounds like a billiard ball, yeah. you know? Um, but I don't know if I would make the ball do style and just make it last forever and bounce all kinds of crazy ways, or if I would let you fire two balls, or. but it just seems like the ball mechanic is not ideal. Yeah. Um, getting back to that arrow, again, this, this is an unusual element to this game where it get, tells you what to go after. I, I found, at least in the levels that I tried, that the arrow does lead you in the right direction because there's absolutely, a, on some of the levels, there's a very... There's a method to what, how, what to approach to kill, you know what I'm saying? And so you want to do it in a particular order because maybe the, the, the arrow will point beside a bad guy that's got a power up yeah. to get past another bad guy. But you don't have to actually, you don't have to actually follow what the arrow says. You can approach do what you want. Mm-hmm. And and I often would just do what I want. But I, I did say, in some of the more puzzly areas, the arrow is actually, I think that's a pretty cunning, uh, cunning design yeah. uh, element of it because it, it does give you a little help. And there were a few times where I wasn't sure what to do, and the arrow kind of pointed to where I needed, like the bad guy. I knew if I needed to kill this bad guy, well, probably what I need to do is come off that ledge or get something up there to move down to the next level. Here's so, one of the uh, non-existent uh, end That's bosses, the guy. By yeah, the that's the bear that has the Tetris pieces. I remember mm. thinking about that, how wacky that was. Um, so overall. I thought this was a pretty decent game. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to shower with as much praise as you. There were parts, you know. Again, you could have made this a, a much more um, a much more popular game. I think just by pondering a little bit of design, I, I think it gets hard. I don't, you know, I don't think so. I, I think that what you should have done was called this game something other than the naughty ones. This is one of these cases where I think your game probably could have benefited from coming up with some sort of a mascot. Oh, that's that's where I was going. Okay. That's exactly what I mean. The name is no good, mm-hmm. and the mascots, and the mascots would be okay, but the backstory makes them look like jerks, right. and the name of the game makes them look like jerks. Yeah. I, you know, listen, again, these aren't my bag, but I can tell you right now, there's a lot, I've talked to a lot more people that are into Bubble Bob and, and Rainbow Islands than are in the naughty ones, and I think there's... No small bit of that's because it's got. I mean, this has the peppy music, but it's mm-hmm. got the goofy, doofy yeah. characters. Yeah, and the and the interior screen is kind of lame. Um, one thing I want to mention: uh, the guy again. We talked about guys that the guys that made this. Uh, the uh, the fellows from Melon Design were worked for at Cracker Groups. They worked. They did intros for him, and so when they released this game, they put a message in the code. Did you see this? No. It says. Um, Sorry, guys. No time for a proper protection. Have mercy. Melon Design did a lot for the scene, so please give us a break. No challenge in breaking this one anyways. P.S. We were never paid to make an intro for anyone. <laughs> we were never paid to now, pirate all the software yeah. oh, that no, we here, allowed. Here it is. We were never, this is their disclaimer. Okay. We were never paid to make an intro for anyone, but maybe you will reward us by not, ha- by not cracking slash spreading this, okay? P.P.S. Just spent my last money buying a mobile phone, so I really need every dime this game can make. Merry Christmas, everyone. See you around. So that's awesome. But then they uh, and by the way, that came that was something Dreamcatcher dug up in his article. Dreamcatcher's mm-hmm. article, I highly recommend, uh, and I'll link it up once this thing goes up. Uh, but uh, um, that didn't help. This was instantly pirated by everybody, including and Dreamcatcher points this out. It was pirated by groups that these guys had worked with, and, oh. and since, to a certain degree, started. Wow! So they actually they got uh, bit by the by the snake. They, hey, you got to eat your own dog food, as yeah, they say. It's kind of I mean, you know, in '94, you probably were to struggle for every cent you could get. You know, I mean, 
it's tough. Yeah. It's tough out it's there. It's tough out you there. Know? And these guys didn't get to do that much. So I'm going to guess that since this didn't chart, it probably didn't make that much money. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but overall, if you're looking for a a puzzle platformer that's that's well done. Yeah, if you like, you know? you know, if you like Rainbow Islands or Bubble Bobble at all, you owe it to yourself to check this out because this is sort of the next evolution in terms of game complexity and things like that. And um, you know, I I just I was I was charmed by this one, and I didn't expect to be. Yeah, I, I'm guessing you didn't get the, the bonus levels that no, you I saw, no. but I, I, I yeah, and I, as we were watching it, the bonus levels didn't look like they were anything. To yeah, write home I, about. actually, so. I, I I got to one, but it wasn't that any great shakes. I mean, I cheated to get there. So um, this has a built-in cheat mode, by the way. If you don't want to use a trainer like I did, by the way, I would. Yeah, that's what I used. I typed in Joshua. Oh, did you use that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I actually used a built-in trainer uh, on the one copy that I downloaded, and the actual—I will say—I don't know. I should have paid attention. The I remember thinking, man, the intro screen and music for this is awesome. It's awesome. I was like, oh god. So and at the time, I didn't know an intro group mm -hmm. did it. So I don't know what I'm saying. So I looked up some uh, uh, some reviews on this. I'm sure we had some uh, listener reviews. Lemon gave this. Well, I looked up all the reviews. Lemon gave the AGA version 7.61, the uh, OCS ECS a 7.49. And the CD32 was 7.22, so you know around seven. Uh, Amiga Action, I gave this an 86. Amiga CD32, you'd think Amiga CD32 would be giving this thing some praise. 65 percent. I was. They were really you know, spitting in their own food. Yeah, man. I just I, I feel like maybe at this point they expected you know CD32 games to all look like PlayStation games. It's funny. And, this was the leak. Well, you might, maybe they gave it such a low score because it was it was a literal pour. Almost. Yeah. Um, Amiga Format gave it an 80. Amiga Magazine, 9, 9.8 out of 10. That's a huge score. Amiga Power, 80. CU Amiga, 80. The one, 78. So, you know, you're looking in that low B, C plus area, yeah. which I would probably go in that area, maybe a B. I mean, it's like I said, I, I didn't want to say like I was coming down on it, but it just seems like something I've played a bunch of times. And it, so it's... You know, it is what it is. But I mean, in terms of this genre, it's it's a good smooth game. Um, we got a couple. Actually, we got quite a few. This was a popular title on the old Discord this week because we had quite a few uh, user reviews. Uh, Duncan Styles writes: Looks good, sounds good, but quickly annoyed me. Even <laughs> even with the infinite lives, I found myself in situations where I couldn't avoid taking a hit. The duck feature doesn't help you avoid fireballs, so why is it there? Five out of ten. It is an odd. It's an odd thing to be stuck in there. Chris Folds writes, Nice graphics and sound, but the music quickly gets on your nerves. I had to quickly turn on Infinite Lives to get past the fifth screen as it's brutal, and why does the guy have the worst, most pointless duck ever? He drops like an inch and you still get clobbered. I expected more from these guys, but shows a mastery of the blitter does not mean you know what makes a fun game. 5.5 out of 10. Folds, that's exactly the fifth screen. I bet my bottom dollar it's the same one. It just goes from like, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. It's like when you learn how to ride a bike, and then you accidentally pull into like the interstate oh, and just get yeah. crushed. And Pixels at Dawn writes, You know, I was ready to destroy this when I suddenly fell into its niche. Oddly, this is almost like a Manic Miner type of platformer. Each screen has its safe spots and patterns to follow. Learn them and you progress further every play. And there's no time limit, so you can take your time and play patiently and strategically. Within an hour of play, I could get to screen 8 without losing a life, and I'm not good at platformers. Special mention to the bouncy ball weapon, which allows for some innovative enemy kills. Sound is decent, graphics and controls are excellent. Don't get me wrong, it's definitely harder than it needs to be, and that duck is pointless. 
but damn, I'm hooked. 7.5 out of 10. The ball does provide some fun, I will say. And that the ball is the, the big... It's also annoying. Well, and it, but it's the big differentiator between this game and Manic Minor. You know, the thing that makes Manic yeah, Minor Manic hard Manic. is you have no offensive capabilities whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't associate the two. Manic Minor is... As hard as this thing can get, Manic Minor is a thousand yeah. times more yeah. difficult. Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, writes, 4 out of 10. Catchy music, nice graphics. Same about the annoying arg every time you die. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's one of those frustrating games where you waste so much time dying and starting again. Good game if you have plenty of time on your hands to learn the levels. I gave up after I realized I was shouting ah in unison with the character. I'd be shouting that a lot because I died <laughs> over and over. Graham Bebke writes, I haven't played this enough yet, but it's really difficult and the music is killing me. Wow. So I told like you, the it's music. mixed bag on the music. Some of it's okay. Well, it depends on how much you like Eurodance trash. I think it's in Yeah, but you said you liked it. I know, and I don't like Eurodance trash. Well, I didn't think it was Eurodance. It's not. Oh, I see where you're going here. Oh, I got you. Uh, I do like that this 6 out of 10 game has no time limits, though. I like how he snuck the score in there into the body. So I might return this to this again and see if I can learn some patterns and progress further. Zorglub writes, 6 out of 10. As everybody else says, great graphics and sound. I played the AGA version, and it's even better looking. This group of crackers were a capable bunch. That sounds wrong. Uh, from Denmark, by the sound of their names, I never ran into Melon Group in the past. I find the game a bit hard, but otherwise well executed. It feels like the replayability of the game is quite okay. No classic, but not bad either. So Yeah. I, th yeah. I, I, it's funny, six out of ten. So that's that's about where I land on this thing too. Yeah, I, I'm a. So I, I would give this one probably a seven. A seven. Oh, is, you said this was in the upper echelons. So seven it is, gets you there. Yeah, now. seven gets you in the upper echelons, man. How is you? You know, you need to get back to your ultimate uh, platformer. Yeah, thing. ranking of Amiga platformers. I got to see how this. I, I, you didn't play this one on your show, did no, you? No, no, no. When you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Aaron, because there is something that has been uh, given me that will assist me in this. Because as I told a bunch of folks over at Amiga Ireland, uh, I plan on resuming that series, playing uh, as much as I can exclusively on the Amiga 600. And uh, Edvin, Edvin Helland, has purchased uh, one of these for me. This is an Amiga Kit A600 1 Meg expansion card. Oh, boy. Yeah. As you know, we have that, that expansion card that was causing my Amiga to malfunction. So uh, hopefully, and this has got the RTC module on there, should I ever uh, decide to, uh, to Pretty cool. get with that. Yeah. And this is for you, Aaron. Okay. And I'll, this is the paper that tells you what it is. Oh, thank you, sir. It's a real-time clock. Awesome, because I don't have a clock in mine. Isn't that nice? Yeah, very thank nice. Thank you, Ed, but that's awful nice of you. Yeah. I'll install this this weekend. Cool, Super cool. duper. You know, before we depart these waters, I should mention, I did look this up on eBay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 20 to 35 36 bucks. And get you a copy. That's that spans between the CD and the box, so you, it's not super expensive, you know. Uh, the CD I would go for the big box. CD is just the old jewel case, nothing yeah. special. So yeah. Did the uh, as far as you remember, did the did the CD32 games uh, ship in a big box? You know, like the old big box CDs. I've, Long box, they call That's it. That's a good question. To be honest with you, I've often wondered that. Uh, to, to what extent they did. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think if I've got any CD32 stuff in the big big box. I don't think I did, but that doesn't mean anything. We're here. Uh, I know some things did. I'm certain I've seen the big box, but I don't know if everything did. Would you? 
I doubt I doubt everyone used the big box. Mm-hmm. I'd say some people just went with the jewel case. Yeah, that's just a guess. Yeah. So someone can chime in if they if they know definitively, but I, I, that's one I don't know. All right, and then we want to thank uh, Blindo seventy five Amigos Game Selection Committee member for uh, suggesting this game on the spreadsheet, and of course it was voted upon by the entire body of the Amigos Game Selection Committee. We thank you all for always making our, our lives uh, better by selecting these 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 great games. That was a pleasant surprise. I it mean, again, yeah, I, uh, despite the fact that it felt like I'd seen it before, it was fun. And it's one of those games that, that, that does what it, you think it does. It doesn't throw anything weird at you. You know what the game is pretty much right when you start playing it. And that, and it's, but it's, as long as it's good, you know, I liked it. I thought yeah. it was okay. Yeah. Um, we also want to thank all of you watching live on Twitch. Uh, if you uh, enjoy the show and you have an Amazon Prime subscription, uh, you can uh, subscribe to our channel on Twitch for free, Amigos Retro Gaming. Uh, and uh, if you do, uh, please remember you have to resubscribe every month. It will uh, turn itself off and you just have to go back in there and re-click. So if, if you could do that, that's a huge help to us. Uh, we are, we appreciate you uh, supporting the show, and next week I'll have that list of our our subscribers. I forgot to to print that off this week. Um, live watching us now on uh, Twitch, we have Treyguard, Picard twenty ten, Vicky, Pixel Vixen. She's getting ready to go to Japan. Oh wow! Yeah, so lucky. Eh? Yeah, uh, Pixels of Dawn Gaming, Rushi MSX is here with us. Edvin in the man cave, of course. Uh, I think there was uh, Zorglub is here and Pie Gravity or Pig Ravity. It's a big pig rave. <laughs> um, Barkbit here with us and Ricky DeRocher. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching uh, us live. We record every Friday, most Fridays, around 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we'd love for you to check it out. Now, you have uh, you posted some good video this week. Uh, up on the old YouTube channel. Let's yeah, get into that. Yeah, so uh, we had the uh, the Dave Haney interview. Which has gotten a very good response, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I got that. Uh, we have the, all of the workshops have now been posted. So that is the um, the programming with A-Rex, uh, which was totally over my head. Um, but <laughs> it, but Yeah, but I, but it's all there. Um, there is the uh, the music with Mike Clark, who basically takes you through how to how to do a tune in Pro Tracker. I He's, found that fascinating. Uh, it's funny. Uh, someone someone that worked with him at Psygnosis chimed in on your video. I don't know if you saw that, and said that he just took him back to when he used to sit around and watch this guy work at Psygnosis. Wow. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's crazy. And I will say, uh, uh, I I wrote back to the guy and, with my feelings, and I watched that live when you had it on and I was thinking to myself man this guy makes it look so he does, easy he does. And, and he just pulled this out of the ether and I was like man I, I don't know how he could be so smooth about it yeah. and it turns out he makes something you, I'm not saying he came out with some kind of uh, orchestral awesome but I mean it was a pretty decent sounding thing for a guy I think he just knocked off and, and while you're sitting there listening right, to it you know, right. it's quite quite remarkable and uh, I've been in contact with Mike uh, and uh, we there may be an additional interview coming in the future supplemental information supplemental information more, more about his background and uh, and stuff because he's a really fascinating guy I like to ask him you know this is a guy this is, we were just talking about this how did you score these games? How, what were cobbled together? Right. What were you, you know, that'd be great. Yeah, be those are the kinds of questions I plan on asking them. Um, then there's uh, the Lightwave 3D tutorial. That that dude, what was that fellow's name? His name, Klerikos. Man. Yeah, and for some reason I said he was from Germany last week. He's definitely from Greece. 
that's there one from Reese. Yeah, yeah, this guy. That, you talk about left the field. I had we were watching this live. I was just like, <laughs> you know, oh no. It's, yeah, he's definitely above my pay grade in his his yeah, massive you knowledge. Got that right. Maybe we're just dumb. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> that could be. Maybe everyone's above our pay grade. And uh, we also, and finally, the pixel art tutorial with D Paint with the one and only Pixel. That's another website. one. One thing about watching these tutorials, it made me feel like I have no talent in, in both art and music. Yeah. I'm completely worthless. Well, you know, it was it was so neat to see all the creative things that people people can do with the Amiga. I, I when I was talking to um uh Chris uh oh, what is his last name? He's the guy that made, or no, Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher, he's the guy that made the Commodore documentary, The Commodore Story. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about, you know, he asked me, what's the Amiga mean to me? And I said, well, the Amiga, you know, is a, in, in its day was the ultimate vehicle for creative expression. Yeah. You know, yeah, it didn't you, matter what you were into, you could you could do it on the you Amiga. You could see why artists would be drawn to yeah. something with the power. And if you're a multifaceted artist, you're right, it's right up your alley. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pixel Vix and stuff's always, I always, I, she, I've got her on her Twitter and I'll see it combined. I'm just like, man, you know, it's, some people got it. Yeah, they know? do. Some people do. got it. They do. We don't got it. We don't. But I'll tell you who got it. Last week's Patreon song challenge winners. Last week's song, of course, the eternal classic, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. And we have, uh. Yeah, you ruined that big time. Oh, what? Man. I made Man. it my own. You may, uh, yes, I do agree with that. Um, <clears throat> we got uh, Terry Howard, Pixels of Dawn, Gary Heather, Barkbit, Jonas O'Brien, and Pac Billy. Wow, all those people, eh? Mm -hmm. Not bad. All right, it's time for this week's Patreon Song Challenge. All right. Okay. If you know the answer, feel free to write in at john at amigospodcast.com and all winning responses will be read here on the air next week. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Daniel, I'm so, Boy, this is gonna be tricky. I'm rethinking my pick now. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Williams, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Sorglab, Iron Wolf, Bjorn Vingenson, Terry Howard, Reflection, Simon Lich, Captain Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Mike W. Deckard, Threepwood, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pick for Cameron, Armstrong, Andy Jones, Observinator, 10 Minute, Amiga Retrocast, Bernard Quinn, Richard Menke, Tim Drew, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Heather, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Levermore, Andy Crickson's is calling for one nine, Bartman, Rollenberg, and Remarks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Leaf Kalan, Alan Kabat, Jay Cote, Level Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perrin, Rookie DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, PCCTC, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgan, Mortensen, Ed Van Helen, Blender 75, Christopher Hassel, 
Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher Lawrence Giroux, Graham Bebb, Killane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro Vintage, Gary Alcus, C. Brian Jones, Paul Bossman, Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tapes from a Crip, Josh Nett, Adam Bradley, Jonas Wheeler, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Humbert Stad, Dangle Bigleton, Bingston, Riddle Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Walls, Zidane and kill Bjorn Barman. Singing your own backup singer. I know. It's it's, it's, that, it's, that it's a skill. Talented. It's a skill few possess. That's the human equivalent of like uh, multiple layers of scrolling. Yes, that's Very right. Good. Nice job. They call me the human parallax. Is that what they do? Yeah. I got another word for you. <laughs> Next week, Aaron, we're gonna delve deep into the world of real-time strategy. You're sort of the master of real-time strategy in your own life. I'm the master of keeping it real. When problems come at you, you handle them in real time. No, I don't. I'll handle the problems after real time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one was suggested by none other than boss man himself, Paul Harrington. Man, I I heard about this one. Yeah. (laughs) I'm scared to death. (laughs) I'm I'm worried. (laughs) Well, we'll talk all about it next week in, a, in all its sandy glory. You gonna tell them what it is? I said Dune 2. Did you? Did I not? No. Oh. It's Dune 2. It's Dune 2. We're Dune. It's the Duniest of oh, all man. the Dunes. Hey, you know, before we wrap it up, there's two little things I want to mention. You're not supposed to walk on the Dunes. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm, I've right, read have you ever been to Kill Devil Hills? Yeah. It's awesome. It is there. awesome. Yeah. That's where they flew the plane, mm-hmm. you know, Kitty Hawk. You know, I read, first of all, uh, uh, just because uh, uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that we were done, ARG was done broadcasting live. Well, I lied. We're still doing it. So if you want to <laughs> catch our show live on Sundays, me and the Brent, we'll be back at it this week. We're doing CPS One Capcom arcade board games, and so and the, uh, the the and just to reiterate, your new um, home on the net. Anchor.fm slash ARG dash presents. That's yeah. right, right. Uh, you don't know. I don't know where my home is in real life. Okay. Secondly, and this is just, and this is kind of a bummer, but I want to mention it. I was reading on Facebook uh, last night about a fellow. I'm not going to mention his name, but if you're on the Facebook Amiga group, you know who he is. His name was Brent Dowdy. This poor guy. No, this is this is a serious oh, thing. Okay. Uh, this poor guy had been diagnosed with blood cancer. Is this a guy in the Amiga community? It's the Amiga. Yeah. Well, he actually, I think it's maybe the first time he's ever posted, but he posted for a reason. And the uh, the fellow. Uh, had beat blood cancer, but now the cancer has moved into his spine, and he is uh, he is uh, destined. He's not going to be around much longer. He knows it, and he wanted to tell everyone uh, in the Amiga community how much the Amiga meant to him, and how nice it's been to be in the community, and uh, how much it all means to him. And he mentioned that his wife was going to keep all of his systems. So his son could get in the Amiga when he you know, gets a little older, you know, to kind of keep the fire burning. So, as the as sad as that story is, this guy is a real brave guy. He really he fought hard, uh, and uh, uh, this is one of those tales where you just like, you know, look at your hobby, look at your family, don't take it for granted. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. if you know the fellow I'm talking about, or happen to come across this post on uh, the Amiga Facebook group, the big one. Uh, give this guy some love because I, you know, good karma and some good luck. You never know, miracles do happen. That's right. That's right. And, uh, but it struck me. You know, you got to, don't take anything for granted. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.